Hey everybody, quick FYI, this episode is our first ever listener chosen topic for Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. First time, people who back the show on Patreon got to suggest topics and then vote on topics and Concrete is the winner. The day after this releases, I'm going to open up submissions for the next round, for the next listener chosen topic. If you'd like to suggest a topic that you want to hear, head to sifpod.fun, join the community, back the show. There are tons of benefits beyond that voting and that democracy. Also, I depend on donors to make this podcast at all. It's the only way it can exist. So, so I'm also just like asking you to please back it if you possibly can. Either way, new topic submissions start tomorrow, voting starts Thursday and Saturday, and the newest episode starts right now. Concrete, known for being gray, famous for being heavy, I guess. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why concrete is secretly incredibly fascinating. Hey there, folks. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Two guests join me today. Returning guest Andrew T. was on the very first episode of this podcast, the one about U.S. post offices. And between the start of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating and now... Andrew T. and his Yo Is This Racist co-host Tawny Newsom launched an entire amazing podcast network. It is called Suboptimal, and so please hear the many great shows they're doing, such as Yo Can We Live. You can do that by going to suboptimalpods.com. I'm also joined by Matt Apodaca. He's a producer at the fantastic Earwolf Network that I've gotten to have many wonderful experiences at. He's an improviser at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. You can also hear him on the podcast How Did This Get Played with Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell, or his own podcast Candy Dinner and What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer and guesting on Comedy Bang Bang and many, many other things from there. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Catawba, Eno, and Shikori peoples. Acknowledge Andrew and Matt each recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Wartongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about concrete. And it's about concrete because of many of you. This is the first episode coming from the, the democratic process of Patreon supporters getting to choose a topic every month. Also, not for nothing, I want to thank the listeners for being, like, cool and fun about the vote. Nobody got, like, upset that their thing didn't, didn't win or whatever. It was a very chill and nice time, as I completely expected uh, from, from you folks, because you're great but also really, really fun to see, really, really fun to participate in. I had a wonderful time putting this together. I think there's a lot of amazing history and environmental stuff and modern day stuff, and, and we're going to get into it, you know, right now. So please sit back or keep scooping volcanic ash into the mix because this aqueduct needs to stand the test of time. 
Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Matt Apodaca and Andrew T. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Andrew, it's so good to have you on, and, and I always start by asking guests their relationship to the topic or opinion of the topic. Either of you can start, but this this first fan-chosen topic of the show, how do you feel about concrete? Uh, I have a little tiny bit of construction going on outside of my house that feels like it is unofficial, but it's Ooh. too big to really be unofficial. Like Like, there's a part of the sidewalk is is fully busted up and there's one of those like mini bulldozers that's been parked outside <laughs> yeah for like or, or it's got like a or maybe it's a crane or it's got the shovel but the the shovel head you know it's a vehicle with a shovel yeah. but the shovel head is you know Petite. not not that big yeah it's it's teeny tiny it's about the size of a, honestly a shovel a, a regular yeah. shovel like a smart a little, car with a shovel on it yeah a little deeper yeah <laughs> yes yes it's exactly that yeah it looks like a dune buggy with a shovel on it <laughs> and it's 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 the city sidewalk so that must be the city but it doesn't feel like real construction if that makes sense so i don't i don't know anyway right. that's the most concrete thing i have going on these days uh that's pretty good <laughs> that's what i got i do like the idea of illicit construction like it's like it's like in oceans 11 when when don Cheadle's gonna blow that power thing so he sets up a couple cones like you're not you're not for real hold on yeah yes 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 it feels it feels like that like that adage that like the the one thing that actually can get you in any door is just wearing like a high vis vest <laughs> and like a and a construction yeah. helmet. Yeah, and people will let you in literally anywhere because they're like, okay, this is, this is a f-ing guy doing. Something we only like got one shot at this. We better make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really it really is on that vibe. So yeah, that's that's what I got going on. Is like again, it it has to be. Real, I don't know. This thing's just been sitting outside of my house for like a couple weeks now. So I don't know. Hopefully they get the diamonds or whatever they're going for. <laughs> <laughs> it could it could just be someone's very slow car. They just that's their chosen mode. Yeah, it would be a a tight ride. <laughs> a tight. I mean, it's 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 heavy enough that it's got like I'm doing this on video, but it's got like four like lander legs mm-hmm. that can like come down oh. and hold it into place. Okay. So, so I don't. I truly I don't know what it is or what's happening, and the building that it is in front of is not like particularly nice. So, <laughs> I don't know what's up, but. Someone needs to put some concrete down eventually because that sidewalk is jacked up. Yeah. Um, I'll say for me. Matt, anything good? Anything good, Matt? Not as good as that. I will say that, you know, I have um, my, my dad worked in construction. So I feel oh. like I've just I've seen I've seen the process. I like I, I I've seen it as powder. I've seen it wet, and I've seen it dry. So like I I've seen a lot of it. I've seen it happening, and you know I've been a, I guess a little scamp my whole life. So anytime I see wet <laughs> concrete, I I, I <laughs> or you know wet cement, I do get very like hmm. I guess I could. Yeah. 
<laughs> something. Sn- I'm gonna put my butt. I'm gonna in yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put my butt in it. Um, but I, I I don't because you know I respect I respect the process uh, too much. But, and I guess I also think about I I always like the it's very different of course um, because it's fake. But I think often about the and and, and I mean often about the Han Solo frozen in carbonite thing. I always thought that. <laughs> That's how I'd like to be preserved. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> that is space concrete, isn't it? Like they called it another compound to be yeah, interesting, yeah. but it's it's almost named concrete. Even. <laughs> yeah, everything in Star Wars is something that he was just like, I don't know, just call it this. <laughs> yeah, he, he is so weird at naming things that it is like yeah. It's it, all the '50s stuff. Death sticks. Death Remember sticks. They cigarettes. Death sticks. There's yeah. Oh, the yeah. fact that like, but but diner stayed. It's yeah. not called like something else. <laughs> it is a diner. Texas diner that they're at. And we're specifically only talking about episode two. Those are the only ones that Andrew and I have seen. Here's, <laughs> here's my actual my actual question that I I'm yeah. sure someone has answered somewhere before, but. Your audience, Alex, feels like the people who might know this. So hit me up on Twitter if, if you know the answer to this. All of the uh, rebel fighters are named after letters of the alphabet, but they don't oh. use hmm. the Roman alphabet. They use a crazy, like, squiggly alphabet. Space alphabet. What is an X? When they say X-wing to someone uh. or Y-wing... What do they? What does a Star Wars universe person think an X yeah. looks like? Wow! Right? It's not. You just made Star Wars unwatchable. You know, <laughs> like they're not writing in English. I just, I'm, I'm positive this has been answered somewhere, but it's X wings, A wings, B wings, and they all look like the Roman alphabet. Yeah. Y wings as well of that yeah. letter, but those are not letters as far as I know in their jacked up language. So. <laughs> Because on all the screens and stuff, it's in like a squiggly galactic standard yeah. script, right? Yeah. So it's not yeah. the same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So what is it? What is what is what does Luke Skywalker think a bee looks like? <laughs> That's my question. That's my genuine question. I don't. I'm. I'm curious. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, George. Answer the question. <laughs> George, you don't get to be a patron anymore if you don't. Tell us <laughs> what's going on. You can't. You have to unsubscribe, and you only. <laughs> I just feel like someone, someone, someone knows, and I feel like the Sith listeners, the Sith lords. Wow. Oh shoot. Have you called them that? I probably have to rename the show due to that evil association now. Uh, oh boy. Um. <laughs> no, that's that's the fandom. Don't put that on Alex. He's too that's good. That's the fandom. There, you. Unless unless you have a better name for it, you people are the Sith Lords. So think about it. Just think about it. But I just feel like y'all know why what what Luke Skywalker thinks when he hears "Why wing?" Yeah. Why why wing it with this whole bit? I don't know. We're both we did it. <laughs> we did do this the whole time. We're here. <laughs> I, so yeah, that's what I think about concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. One thing I am wondering, Matt, is like, like I, I did not know that your dad worked in construction. 
That's, yeah. that's, I, like I did, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to book the people I know with construction ties for this. Like that, that's amazing. Did, did he really like pour and handle concrete? I'm not really sure what he did. He, you know, I feel like in the nineties, people who like, uh, at least the people I knew that worked in construction, like my dad and my dad's friends were all just like, this is what we do while we drink. Like, it wasn't like he like was like an official like foreman or something like that. It was oh, just okay. like, hey, I know I need a couple guys with hands. Like, I, I, I need like, yeah. someone that can hold a hammer, you know? So Damn. like a lot of, I feel like under the table, like construction. But that doesn't mean that the, con- that the concrete pouring was illegitimate, okay? It happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is because for me, I, I feel like my relationship to concrete is it's handled by the adults, like either the city or the construction oh, workers. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, But yeah. also, they are regular people. Like, they, they're just like, well, it's my job. I'm going to handle some concrete. <laughs> yeah. well, and, uh, and on every episode, our first fascinating thing about the topic is a quick set of fascinating numbers and statistics. And this week, that's in a segment called... There are no stats in America, and the numbers are filled with cheese. And, uh, <laughs> wow. That name was submitted by Phil Stewart. Thank you, Phil. We have a new name for it every week. Please make them as silly and wacky as bad as possible. Submit to SifPod on Twitter or to SifPod at gmail.com. Uh, American Tale. We're doing it. It's fun. I love that. <laughs> It was uh, really <laughs> it beautifully sung. What a rendition! Yeah, oh, I was, I just, the performance is what did it for me. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I'm very surprised. <laughs> Glenbard South High School Choir folks—they know what they're doing. Uh, training wise, uh, so go Raiders! Look it up. So the uh, we only have a few. There's only actually a few numbers this week because the rest go into the takeaways. But the first number here is two. Two is the basic number of ingredients in concrete. Uh, the the one ingredient is cement, and the other one is what's technically called aggregate, but that's like rocks, sand, gravel, some kind of solid stuff. Uh, so mm-hmm. you make it by mixing cement with solid stuff, and you get concrete. Mm. That's the recipe. Okay. So for those of you enthusiasts that want to make your own... <laughs> It's just two things. I <laughs> you can't mess it up. I will just say both both of those feel like when you define it as two have logical errors in them to the layman. Uh, to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, when you say one of the ingredients of concrete is cement, that feels like a tautology to me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah and yeah. then um, what was what was the other term? It's aggregate. Aggregate. Yeah. aggregate. aggregate. Aggregate feels like listing like mixed nuts as your favorite nut. <laughs> like, it's just like, okay, come on. Yeah, you like there's certainly use, like, concrete in aggregate. You can't, like, yeah. Yeah, right. you can't use a collective noun to describe one thing, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a collective noun, but just like a, a noun that means well a bunch of other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's like rocks. Yeah. That's my. That's my. That is my assault on your proposition that there are two <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> Andrew T destroys the ingredients of concrete. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It's just got a YouTube thumbnail where, like, my eyes are bugging out and his tongue is sticking out. Like, those really aggressive faces, you know? And I'm, like, eating popcorn. I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. 
<laughs> we like turned down the contrast on Alex's picture like 40%. So he's all washed out. My eyes are red. Oh. Get on, get on Photoshop, people. Get on, make it happen. Yeah, this folks, is, please. Uh, that's great. I want to. I want to see this. But it is, uh, and, and that's that's very true about like those two ingredients being a lot of things because it turns out, and we'll we'll just link it back because it's very technical. But there are a lot of ways to get the materials for uh, concrete. Rocks are one, and then sand is basically broken down rocks, so that can be your aggregate. And then there's a few ways to make cement too. But it's uh, it's these two things. Put it mm. together. Lego pieces you found under the couch. Uh... Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually they can use like old plastics. That's another aggregate oh, wow. option. Actually, yeah. So it, it's it's what? really varied. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, what I heard when you said the two ingredients is the two ingredients of concrete are cement and an asterisk. And to me, those are all the same things. <laughs> That's all. That is all. Sorry. I... <laughs> There's a, the other concrete thing is like in modern times, we usually make it reinforced. And reinforced concrete is when you put rebar in it. Rebar is short for reinforcing bar. So a lot of modern concrete has like metal bars in it to make it stronger. Oh, that's sort of the other ingredient. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen that. Just like when they're like, I mean, they were just doing construction, like they were making like a driveway next door, uh, and oh, it's yeah. all these mm-hmm. bars. And I was like, what is all that for? I didn't ask because those guys are strong men. I would never ask them a question about. What doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was like, I was like, I'm paying close attention to this and the next day it was all filled in it was like well it looks great they did a good job yeah there you go yeah i feel like rebar is only for accidentally impaling your partner <laughs> if you're a police officer in the first act or imp- impaling a terminator in the third act right. and there's no like that is as far as i know what you use rebar for yeah there's or, no other use for or it. it's like a death implement in a final destination movie like it fall it flies <laughs> yeah, off a truck yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like flies it flies through your windshield yeah yeah. When you're like skidding out, but you missed the tree that you thought was gonna kill you. Yeah, it's always like clickbait. You're like, it came this close to impaling him, but something amazing happened. <laughs> I want, one time I want the character to get impaled, and their last words are like, "Did you know that this is reinforced concrete, actually?" Because the <laughs> that's, that's oh. the thing they never. They're never actually giving it up for the thing that killed them. And that's, I think, a failing <laughs> mm-hmm. of these movies. Yeah, yeah. It actually gives, a, gives the concrete a lot of structural integrity. Getting, <laughs> like, crushed by an elevator. You know, the lubricant must have been dried up that, on, the, on the wires. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Lent, uh, we, we really have, like, one more main number for the takeaways. Uh, it's a big number, though. The number is... 600 degrees Celsius, which is 1,112 degrees Fahrenheit. So very high. That is the temperature at which concrete explodes. Whoa. And apparently it explodes sort of like popcorn. So if you get it that hot, oh. it blows up. Let me, I could tell from the way Matt's mouth was shaped. He was go- going to say, that's hot, baby, when you said 600 <laughs> degrees. Okay, Andrew, 
why you gotta tell. why you got why you gotta do me like that? Why do you, what did, what did I do? A hundred percent. Andrew T destroys <laughs> Madame Padaka. <laughs> it was just um okay, but sorry. To get back to the wait, uh is that is that like explodes as in the air bubbles inside? expands so much or whatever kind of explodes or it's close it's actually apparently there is water inside most concrete because water is part of making the cements and then then that's part of <laughs> part of the the many super ingredients the two ingredients yeah but at that temperature the heated water vaporizes and becomes trapped and then that explodes the solid stuff around it oh. which is sort of like Damn. the the like water in popcorn kernels that makes them blow up Oh, right, right, right. I messed up a bag of popcorn the other day in the microwave. <laughs> it was actually it was actually crazy. I don't know what happened, but like wow. the oh, there must there must be something wrong with my microwave, but on, there was only a layer of burned at the bottom and then I don't know, less than 20 popcorn kernels popped. Um, so I ended up just throwing the whole smoky mess away, but yeah, I we was, gotta I, we I gotta somehow... leave bagged microwave popcorn in, in the past. It's stovetop <laughs> or nothing at this point, or pre popped in a bag because like the well, I just yeah. feel like that's one. I mean, those yeah. are my favorite, the pre popped ones because I don't want I didn't have to do anything. They're all perfect, but <laughs> stovetop. Oh baby, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> He did the mouth shape. Like, we all cheer. Like. <laughs> well, uh, we got three takeaways here for the episode. We can get into them. Yeah. Uh, and the first one is all about history. Takeaway number one. The ancient Romans were so good at concrete, we only recently figured out how they did it. We'll talk about uh, how they did it, but also it was in the past couple of years we figured out exactly how their formula worked for making concrete. They were amazing at it. What? Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I guess I just assumed, you know, as as someone who can clearly, you can, you can tell I know very little about this. Um, <laughs> I guess I just, I just didn't realize there were multiple ways to do concrete. That's me. That's on me. That one's on Andrew <laughs> right here. Sorry about that. Well, it, especially it's like, I feel like it's always around us and also in modern times you just see it the one way or at least like in the US it's just always kind of the same everywhere but it turns out there are different approaches and different ways and yeah it's a whole thing. Oh. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that like this is the most I've ever thought about this. Me too. Yeah. Like in this conversation cuz like I I walk on it every single day. I I I look at it all the time. So, it is Yeah, you're right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, we're all probably on top of it right now. Like, a, a lot of foundations are made of it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just the, mm-hmm. the listeners, you're probably on top of it. Like, surprise. It was in the house the whole time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the concrete's coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> but and the, and the history of it, like, the, the Romans are pretty famous for it, but they probably were not the first uh, uh, civilization to invent it. We've got a few sources here. One of them is A History of Concrete from The Guardian by Nick Van Mead. And he says that, quote, while there is some debate over when and where the first concrete was used, there is little dispute that the first people to use concrete in the way we do today were the Romans. They used it in everything from bathhouses to harbors, aqueducts to the Colosseum, 
They also systematized production and application. And from the 200s BC to 400s AD, built everything they could out of concrete. Like they, they really kicked off an era of massive construction with it. And before that, it was sort of like Fred Flintstone would get the rocks out of the quarry, and that's just it. That is true, and that is history. <laughs> so it's interesting, I mean, not to criticize you, Alex, or anything, but it's interesting that you didn't dig that up as part of your research. For <laughs> and, and Andrew did know that offhand. So I am I'm one of what's known as the Flintstone deniers, and what we do is we <laughs> gather online. Oh, you're, the, you're, you're a Jetson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my house is concrete and very tall. It's up a, up a really long pole for the rest of the earth. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, <laughs> one of many fun things about it is that like we have a modern way of making concrete, but it doesn't last as long as the Roman kind. According to the sources here, like modern concrete can last about 100 years, but usually closer to 50 one of the main things that breaks it up is that the rebar, like the reinforcement metal that we put in it, will rust, and then that expands, and then that cracks it. Oh. So oh. our concrete breaks much quicker than theirs does, but you have these aqueducts and coliseums and stuff that you can just go see mm-hmm. from like 2,000 years ago, because they right, did right. it differently and without any metal in it. They would probably be like kids these days not knowing how to <laughs> set concrete correctly using rebar we didn't use a rebar <laughs> we didn't use rebar we did have a lot of lead somewhere in the oh. aqueducts right wasn't that wasn't that one of the i'm, I'm asking alex because it feels like he might know this yeah they did a, a bunch of lead plumbing and it made them very like sick or insane oh right i guess yeah. I, really that's bad. that's Right, lead pipes is like last last mile stuff, not aqueduct. Okay, I get it, I get it. And uh, the other thing with, with okay. concrete building is that there was a huge gap after the Romans where people kind of stopped using it again. According to this Guardian history quote, with only a couple of isolated exceptions around 1,400 years passed after the fall of the Western Roman Empire until concrete was used again on any great scale. And it was mostly invented in uh, like the UK and France or reinvented uh, a modern kind of concrete in the 1800s. So there's just this big, like after the Romans, people were like, ah, back to wood and rock, I find and stuff. Like, it's, let's, let's not, overdo it, you know, <laughs> let's stick with the classics, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. So, cause it's right. So that is like, cause you need like a big bureaucratic society to make make it someone's job to just mix mud all day. Yeah, that was a big part of it, yeah. Or, or like several, several hundred people's job just to be like, okay, someone else will actually build something out of this, but I can get away with just making raw materials. Yeah, totally. Part, I feel like part of the British and the French sort of bringing it back first and then, then the U.S. using it a lot is that like they were empire building, you know? Like they, they were like, well, we have a lot of construction to do right, in our right, own right. way. So well, let's let's reinvent this. Right, right, right. And a lot of the modern cement is called Portland cement because it's named after uh, a place called the Isle of Portland that I did not know about before this. But it's not Oregon. It's not Maine. It's on like the southern coast of the UK. <laughs> uh, and the cement kind of looks like stone they quarry there. That's why they call it that. Oh. Yeah. 
Oh, I so see. They're not keep, they're not keeping it weird there, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. No, they're keeping it. <laughs> they keep Portland extremely normal and <laughs> build gray buildings. Yeah. <laughs> and uniform. <laughs> it's kind of dull and gray, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Roman concrete, like we were saying, it's still here. Like you can, there, especially there's a building called the Pantheon in Rome that has a famous concrete dome. Uh, there, there's a bunch of Roman concrete still standing. And we figured out the full recipe for it in 2017, like AD, like, like the past <laughs> couple of years. Uh, so that's pretty cool. How, <laughs> what, what, was it simply that we did not know or, okay, here's, here's my questions in order. Yeah. Is it, is it, was it process only or process and materials that was the mystery or, or result, the final result that was the mystery? That's a great question. Yeah. And did we have an incorrect working theory before 2017 or just someone was like, like everyone was like, we have no idea. And then it was like, oh, turns out it was this. Yeah. We, we figured out the materials earlier than that but but not a ton earlier and we fit we finally figured out the process and the why in 2017 mm, okay yeah that's a great question the prior knowledge is we had like recipes written by the romans there was one from uh, an engineer named marcus vitruvius in 30 bc and he said that you mix volcanic ash with lime and italy has a bunch of volcanic ash from like mount vesuvius and that that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. And so you mix the ash and lime, you get cement, and then you mix the cement with rocks in molds, and then that gives you concrete. And the Romans would also immerse their concrete in seawater, which is a weird thing because seawater breaks down modern concrete faster than almost anything, like the water and the salt yeah. and everything. It really attacks it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about Roman concrete is it tends to get a little bit stronger over time instead of weaker. And so we were like, we hmm. don't know how either of those things work exactly. That, that's a very surprising <laughs> approach from these guys. Uh, somewhat embarrassing for science because they were so old, you know? It, it was hard to figure out. Right, right. Re- reading that recipe and being like, Ugh, what could I use to substitute for volcanic ash? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have that just laying around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to a special store. <laughs> The the volcano store. Uh, I guess I can go there. Uh. Yeah, we're out of it. Uh, the the other thing they knew is that Roman concrete gets extra strength from a compound called aluminum tobermorite. Oh, and they knew that they can like make it in a lab, but they couldn't figure out how to make concrete with that in it. So the question was. Like, how do we make concrete that has this aluminum tobermorite in it? And a team from the University of Utah in 2017 did, like, drilling into the core of an old Roman harbor near Naples. And, quote, analysis showed that the seawater had dissolved components of the ash, allowing new binding materials to grow, one of which was aluminum tobermorite. So they figured out that, like, a bunch of submerging concrete in seawater was the key Roman trick. Like, that was the thing they figured out to do. And they also had to use that specific, like, I think you could use any volcanic ash, but the specific Italian volcanic ash in seawater was the trick. So it was a whole secret. We figured it out, uh, you know, recently. Okay, I I think Matt is about to say, uh, you said Italian ash, and I think he was going to say bada-bing. That's Mm. my guess. (laughs) 
Matt? I was going to say Mamma Mia. (laughs) 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 That's a spicy volcanic ash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and continue attempting to ruin your bits. (laughs) No, they're... Let me tell you, Andrew, they're ruined already. They they come pre-ruined. <laughs> <laughs> That's the style. <laughs> Just Matt, like every time you're going to do a bit, turn your camera off. He okay. can't see. Right. And then he's in yeah. the dark. I really <laughs> I have a bad bit poker face. Just getting excited to say something so stupid. I I mean it really is it's the zoom. And doing enough episodes of, of uh, the other podcast with Matt, yeah, I just feel like I got a pretty good read. I feel like we're starting to starting to get a little uh, whatever whatever the the opposite of chemistry is. Yeah. Like Matt's 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 great at improv, and I'm great at ruining his train of thought. <laughs> no, I am sort of like. Uh, like an Ed McMahon you've had enough of. <laughs> you're just like, you're like, no, thank you. Let's knock that off. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah, feels <laughs> right. Look, I I brought Italian ash into this, and that's that's gonna spark some stuff, right? Like that's that's what Look, happens, baby. I right. had no choice. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> <laughs> it was too spicy of a meatball. It was too spicy. Too spicy. <laughs> this is about to be a dumb question, and I think I know the answer to this, but be- because it's it's the local the local sediment or rocks that that make up the lava on some level or contributes to yeah, it. Yeah. I guess what I mean is, I guess I assumed all ash from volcanoes was pretty similar, but that's dumb. For concrete purposes, I don't know if we totally know exactly which like ash is best or whatever but the the reason the romans used it so much is they had huge deposits of it at the middle of their empire and then they had the desire to do a bunch of worldwide construction and then in modern times we just use whatever we want a lot of times sand honestly and then in between people just didn't have a pile of ash and empire building plans all at once so that's kind of the story of when and where right, concrete's right, right. been used a lot. Right. You're, ta- you're taking people over, and you happen to have, you know, the f- the fruits of Hephaestus. <laughs> is that, is that one? <laughs> trying to trying to wow. think what what a big old volcano is. <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the and as far as like Roman achievements with concrete, one of them is just shipping this ash everywhere. We'll have a link to an NPR article with historian Robert Cortland, and he says that King Herod, the who was who's in the Bible for like trying to catch the baby who would be the Messiah, uh, but King Herod was a client king of the Romans, and they shipped him thousands of tons of volcanic ash to build a harbor. They used quote the ancient equivalent of today's super tankers, and Cortland says the logistics were quote comparable to the pyramids and in some ways even more complicated. So the Romans did this like all the time on on a scale that mo- basically later societies until ours were like no forget right it. right right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna build with right. what I have <laughs> and that's what that's why when you 
when when people in the Middle Ages came on Roman ruins, they were like, "Well, these people were magic." Yeah, <laughs> whatever the hell they were doing. Yeah, yeah. some alchemy that was at sense. play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The devil, surely. Usually the devil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surely this is the work of the devil. <laughs> Got to be the devil. <laughs> they also, they're still their most impressive building, probably. It's called the Pantheon. It's You can go visit it in the city of Rome. It was dedicated in 126 AD. And it has what is still the world's largest unreinforced concrete dome. It's 45 meters across, which is more than 147 feet. It's basically something that should have been too dangerous to build, but they figured out how to do it. And it's still standing today. How, how did they do it? Was it just... I mean, I guess it's, it's also at a time when like human life is cheap, so it's like... Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, and I mean, what else were they doing? They had if... time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Link, I... I Read, I read through, like, it's like a big Tashin book of Roman architecture stuff, but they talk about it being this, like, double-layered structure supporting the dome. It's all it's all very visual. Uh, and then also they used lighter and lighter aggregate as they went up the dome. Mm. So the top mm. of it is just made of pumice stone, like the lightest, airiest stone they could get. Uh, so it's all kind of a trick and a lot of architectural skill all at once. I'm looking at it right now because, you know, I probably been a minute since i've looked at it in a picture and it's it's truly amazing just to even <laughs> see like the inside of the yeah. dome yeah it's really mm-hmm. intricate right like they it's not a not an easy thing to do if you just have like <laughs> that dumb fred flintstone hammer chisel thing and that's all <laughs> right, you can right, do yeah. right. <laughs> right bird saying it's a living <laughs> Well, even even wilder, it's like you have you have like some dude in a toga being like, "Here's an incline plane, a pulley." Ooh. Yeah, behold, yeah. And then you're like, and then they're like, "But wait, what? What is? What are you talking about? A shoe? Like they never even seen that before, but they're somehow like building." Just like massive thing. Yeah. They're so dumb. Fools. <laughs> Put a shoe on, ancient Romans. <laughs> Put on some dope Air Jordans, you ancient yeah, Roman jerks. They didn't even have Jordans. <laughs> not even Jordan 1? No, not even Jordan 1. No. <laughs> not even. <laughs> A lot of fun stuff to Photoshop for the listeners today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. 
We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on. It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them and then you just stay there like, like really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Well, uh, uh, we can go, I think, from here into the next takeaway. It's all about modern concrete. Takeaway number two. We are pretty much turning the entire earth into concrete. Uh, <laughs> between digging up stuff to make it and just pouring as much as we can. It's really astounding how much concrete we have created, especially in the last century, uh, and how much we will create if things continue. That's wild to think about. I never considered that. Yeah. Is that, but of of our limiting resources on this planet, yeah, rock is not one of them. Like, we'll run out of, like, the water that you need to make concrete before we run out of the rock you need to make concrete, right? That's my guess. It seems like it, yeah. Okay. All right, so that's, it's... It's like bad. We're obviously strip mining the planet, but it's not worse than the other ways that we are destroying the planet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's relatively abundant stuff. Yeah, so don't worry, Andrew. There are still plenty of rocks around. It'll be it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just holding on. I'm holding on to this rock I keep on my desk because one day, <laughs> one day when everything else is concrete, gonna yeah, come this thing's for gonna it. be more valuable than. No rocks. <laughs> we, we've taken this to a weird, weird place, guys. Do you have like a percentage of the earth that is concrete? Like that's kind of, oh, yeah, I yeah. hate to hear it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've got, I'd say like four amazing numbers here. I, I don't know that we'll literally turn the entire earth into concrete, but <laughs> just the rate we're doing it is astounding. Mm -hmm. First thing here is from... Great Guardian article by Jonathan Watts. He says that after water, concrete is the most widely used substance on Earth. Whoa. Like it's water and then concrete, which is partly water, is number two. <laughs> That's crazy. And then the next like stat number here is that the world today builds the equivalent of a new New York City every month. Wow. So in terms of construction, mm. primarily concrete, we're creating a new entire New York City worldwide each month, Yeah, which is not precedented. That's not like a, a thing that happened before. Right. I guess that makes sense because now it's like China and China's helping Africa make New York cities. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Damn. That's wild. Yeah, like everybody who didn't do it when the U.S. was doing it. Right, right, right. It. And so it's it's really right. going very quickly. Right. Um, what if... The next number... What if they were actually building New York cities everywhere, though? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> China is doing that. They, they have, like, a bunch a bunch of, like, fake cities, like, fake recre recreation, recreations. Recreations. Uh -huh. there's, like, there's, like, a fake Paris in, like, yeah. the middle of nowhere in China. I think there's a fake New York also. It's a very Las Vegas mentality. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, that's nice. Let's have that here. <laughs>
<laughs> and this this next number is is very concrete specific and this is from the guardian again over the next 40 years from now over the next 40 years the newly built floor area in the world is expected to double so we're just going to build we're just going to take the amount of floor we have and in 40 That's... years there'll be twice that i i guess all of this is essentially we're exponential growth like people yeah. as people grow Obviously, we're yeah that we, we probably will constantly be doubling until we are very quickly not doubling. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we'll be we'll be we'll be doubling floor space until we're having floor space. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hey, we better walk some of this back. <laughs> <laughs> like like rolling it up like a Looney Tunes red carpet. Like woo! Like yeah. <laughs> woo! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's Thanos time pretty soon, and <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I guess he didn't get rid of stuff. He just got rid of people. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. Yeah, fewer people to enjoy yeah. all the stuff. But it'll feel like twice as much floor when there's half as many people. <laughs> That's true. That's the thing. He was thinking about doing it. We're talking in <laughs> forty years. He was going to do it in one second. <laughs> Well, the and the, this last like astounding scale number here, uh, this is from National Geographic. So they say that I, I don't know if you guys have heard of biomass before, but biomass is like just a measurement of the weight of everything living on the Earth. They say that at the start of the 20th century, the man-made stuff on Earth weighed about as much as three percent of the biomass. So all the man-made stuff in the world weighed as much as three percent of like plants, animals, everything. And a new Israeli study in December of 2020 said that those are now equal. There's about as much man-made stuff as there is living stuff. They also say that by far the number one man-made thing is concrete. That's number one. Because uh, it's very heavy. That's part of it. Right, right, right. There's also just right. a lot of it everywhere. Right, right, right. And it's also like, what is man-made? What is, you know... Yeah, yeah. Not... <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's basically like rocks rocks that we have touched rocks that we have touched become man-made in yeah a right. that's sense. true wouldn't stuff or like, yeah a lot of things work that way you take like a big uh, rock yeah and you break the rock just a smaller rock is man-made it's true yeah but the rock was there before yeah does wooden stuff count as double dipping on biomass versus hmm. man-made stuff because something made of wood is still biomass right based on this they talk about manufactured materials so i think once we make a wooden thing it's manufactured it's yeah, yeah. Made now like it's not a okay. biomass okay. anymore yeah okay what about a genetically engineered perfect human weapon perfect living <laughs> weapon is that yeah what about a super soldier <laughs> a... <laughs> yeah antifa super soldiers that... where do they go in this stat it doesn't say <laughs> it doesn't say and that's a that's a hole i'm just saying i the study is flawed. The st we can all agree the study is flawed. It is like no joke. It is extremely an estimate, so we don't really know for sure. But it, it's it's what <laughs> right, they right, believe right. is the situation. But and uh, a big contributor to that is concrete. Like once a country starts wanting to industrialize and build up, and also when population rises, ever since the 20th century, the like main avenue for that has been concrete. Um, in The Guardian, Jonathan Watts talks about the U.S. especially getting into it in the 1930s. Uh, this also happens a lot after wars or disasters. Apparently, the post-World War II government of Japan was nicknamed the Dokenkoka 
which means construction state, because they right, were right, just right. most of what they were doing for a little while was handing out construction contracts in particular for concrete to rebuild right. the country of Japan. And then also, it, we mentioned China before, the current titan of using concrete is China. Apparently, since 2003, China has poured more cement every three years than the U.S. poured in the entire 20th century. And today, China uses half of the new concrete in the world. But they're just kind of next up to, like the article says that India and Indonesia and a few other like rising yeah. countries will be next after them. It's, it's what people do, uh, at least in yeah. the past uh, 100 years or so. And and it's not like like we're gonna jump the technological like there's no like version of like oh now it's aluminum nanotubes that we use instead of concrete or anything like that it's just it's gonna be concrete for a while forever yeah they haven't they haven't invented like a replacement and that's what we're gonna do oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta come up with concrete too baby and then we don't have to work anymore. <laughs> It's concrete named like a movie too. sequel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the concreteening. <laughs> the the other thing with like the scale of concrete is we were saying before it is it is resources that we have a relatively large amount of, but also we are kind of trying to use them up. For one thing, concrete soaks up almost a tenth of the world's industrial water use every year. Just goes toward making concrete. And then the other thing is sand has become a really like useful material for making it. Uh, and also thank you to listener John Ford for suggesting some resources about this because people knew what the topic is. So they sent me stuff. There's a great article in The New Yorker about how sand is, according to the United Nations, the second most exploited natural resource in the world after water. And then there's also a situation where not all sand is useful for it. And in particular, desert sand is too small and round to be like useful for making concrete. So all these like huge new concrete buildings going up in places like Dubai, they're bringing in sand from places like Australia. Like, it's a lot of bring, oh, like they have to get sand from somewhere else, even though it's Dubai to build a, a concrete building. <laughs> so that's tough. That's wild. So, okay. So actually concrete too is going to be figuring out how to use desert sand to make concrete. That would be a really good, yeah. If somebody knows how to do it, that would be huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure All it right. out. That's a sequel. <laughs> All right. Get on it. Yeah. Now we got a project. Dibs and dibs, by the way. Now we got a project. <laughs> well, and, uh, and from here, we can get into the last takeaway of the show. Takeaway number three. Trump Tower is made of concrete because Donald Trump wanted closer ties with the New York City Mafia. Whoa. If, if Trump did not want to get closer to the Mafia, they would have built it out of something else. But he's, uh, he was, was and is mobbed up and not great. So that's why it's built that way. This is the first I'm hearing of him being bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's got a flaw. Everyone's got a flaw. You know. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I think this is the first time he's come up on the show on purpose. Like, it, like he sort of bled <laughs> into the world always when I started the show. But this is the first actual thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the first shows probably you've recorded where he's not necessarily pervasive yeah this is this is probably one of the the second or third show you've recorded in the trump's not on twitter era yeah that's right for instance yeah so so he's got it you got to bring him up um 
What? Wait, what else? What else? What else were they going to make it out of? Yeah, so it, poop. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, the history of concrete and skyscrapers, it's actually relatively recent that concrete is our go-to for modern skyscraper construction. Like the Burj Khalifa that's in Dubai and is in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the really tall building, is 163 stories tall, the tallest building in the world. Main thing in it is reinforced concrete. But even like a few decades ago, they tended to use steel girders and and use other kind of older things. So it's it's not a not such a recent thing where that's just the go-to you would automatically do. Mm. Thank you to listener Dennis Hebelman for sending this article in. It's from Esquire. It's called Netflix's Fear City Hints at Trump's Mob Connections. The Real Story Goes Deeper by Gabrielle Bruni. Uh, the Trump Tower in Manhattan, it was built 1979 to 1983. And the usual thing at that time would have been mostly used steel girders to put it up. But Donald Trump used ready-mix concrete, which is was more expensive at the time, and he had to buy it at high prices from the mob because of two reasons. One of them is he wanted to be close with the mob. According to his biographer, Wayne Barrett, Trump went out of his way not to avoid contacts with the mafia, but to increase them. And then the other reason is the mob controlled concrete and a lot of labor in New York City. And so Trump bought concrete from them so the construction would go smoothly. Like It was a transactional Mm -hmm. thing for him. Do you think mm-hmm. we could somehow get his building and toss it into the Hudson River? <laughs> Not unlike a mob victim. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, is is that is that why the 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 cement shoes became a thing? Cuz of the mob had all the cement? I guess it could be, yeah. They're construction folks, that, so yeah. That would actually make sense resource-wise. Huh. They had a lot... The New huh. York City Mafia formed what was called the Concrete Club and controlled it in New York City starting in, like, the early 1900s. So they actually... It would have been very easy for them to make cement shoes, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense, actually, yeah. All right. Because <laughs> cool. <laughs> also, apparently, in the 1980s, the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office, led by a lawyer named Rudy Giuliani, no one's ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those two organizations were like really putting the screws to the mob in New York. And so most developers were kind of moving away from them. And then Donald Trump was like, no more mafia, please. This is how we're going to build my tower. <laughs> like, let's do it. Uh, which is. Yeah, Great. yummy, yummy. Give me some of that mafia. Oh. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. I I hate your Donald Trump impression, Matt, because it's so good. Is the thing. that's <laughs> it's too good? I think it's the problem. It's just eerie. <laughs> oh, yummy! Yeah, it's me, Donald. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> and so the the mob control of concrete came to light in the late '80s. The city and state and and feds put together what were called the Mafia Commission trials in 1987. They got a bunch of convictions against the five families of New York, which is Gambino, Genovese, Colombo, Lucchese, and Bonanno. And among all the like racketeering and murder and stuff, they found out that since the early 1900s, the Mafia Concrete Club had regulated distribution of cement and concrete in the city. They provided workers, they like shut down construction if you didn't work with them, and then they also extorted 2% of all the contracts. 
uh, just by controlling. And they did this for decades and decades of New York City massively growing. Like, this was a huge part of the mafia's like income and business and everything was concrete. You know, it started in Rome, <laughs> and it got all the way to the Italian mob, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it was... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was sort of circling that area myself. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> but I, Matt, Matt did it better. So yeah, so Italians equal concrete. Is that? I guess so. Yeah. Is that all we've? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, pretty. Is that what a tra- what a tradition? <laughs> they did it with the food too. Very sturdy stuff. That's a spicy concrete, right? That's, uh, that's, what, that's what Oh, it yeah. Give me a freaking lasagna. <laughs> Straight to the tum. <laughs> Folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Andrew T. and Matt Apodaca for making ancient Romans and modern skullduggery so fun and so spicy. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, in addition to voting on and choosing topics, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the Hoover Dam. Yes, the Hoover Dam, a massive concrete structure and much stranger than you think. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of more than two dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring concrete with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, the ancient Romans were so good at concrete we only recently figured out how they did it. Takeaway number two, we are pretty much trying to turn the entire world into concrete. And takeaway number three, Trump Tower is made of concrete because Donald Trump wanted closer ties with the New York City Mafia. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. The URL you want for Andrew T. is suboptimalpods.com because Andrew and his co-host Tawny Newsom are still making Yo! Is This Racist? And then they launched an entire new podcasting operation beyond that. It is highly worth a subscription. Again, that is suboptimalpods.com. And then Matt Apodaca, an amazing improviser. And then podcasting-wise, you can hear him every week with Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell on the Earwolf podcast, How Did This Get Played?, which is a fantastic video game podcast. They take the worst games in the world. They have fun with them. They share joy about other gaming. There's a lot there. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. One of them is a bunch of great articles from The Guardian, because in 2019, they did what was called Concrete Week and did a massive set of features and articles about it. Special thanks there to writers and editors Nick Van Mead, Jonathan Watts, and Adam Roberts. Also linking a great interview from NPR Science Friday, where they talked to historian Robert Corland, a great article from The New Yorker by David Owen, all about sand, and then a great article from Esquire, all about Trump's mob connections and how that literally built Trump Tower, and that is by Gabrielle Bruni. 
Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And I thank you for picking the whole topic. Concrete, what, a, what an excellent idea, Dusty's Rad title and voters. And uh, I can't wait to see what you come up with next when we do the, the submissions and the voting this week. And thank you to all our listeners. I am thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs>